This is a continuation of a reading of O'Hara Yearly Meeting's Book of Discipline. The last time, we read the section on guidance and counsel. This time, we will read the section on ministry and oversight. Ministry and Oversight Overseers The Friends Meeting, being a community of believers, its members are responsible for one another in both their human and spiritual needs. The pastoral care of the members in their personal and temporal lives is the responsibility of overseers. The oversight of spiritual life of the meeting, and particularly the meeting for worship, is chiefly the concern of the meeting for ministry and oversight. Appointment and Renewal of Overseers Monthly meetings are advised to appoint, on nomination by a committee, at least two friends of each sex from each preparative or particular meeting to serve as overseers. Since the duties of overseers may be various and always vital to the life of the meetings they serve, the monthly meeting should be careful to select friends of different ages, gifts, and experience, if possible, and all of these should be active and well-concerned members imbued with a deep sense of responsibility toward the vitality and well-being of the society. It is recommended that at least once in three years these appointments should be reviewed by a committee appointed to consider the propriety of changing the overseers. Other friends, equally concerned for the well-being of membership in the meeting, may be appointed to the improvement of their gifts. By this means, opportunity also will be afforded for relief from labors for those who have faithfully fulfilled their turn of stewardship. Duties of Overseers Overseers take responsibility for the meeting's care over the welfare of friends. They must, when needful, attempt to adjust complaints or any estrangements from harmony which might impair the happy participation of individuals in the worship or the business of their meetings. Overseers should take time and effort to become closely acquainted with all friends. In proportion as they succeed in this, so will individuals more readily come to them for confidential counsel. Any personal advice should be given privately in a spirit of meekness and love with the intention to counsel patiently without offense to feelings. Complaints from non-members shall be listened to and as much care extended in their case as for members with us. Only thus may our belief be evinced in the equal and impartial administration of justice without respect of persons. On behalf of the monthly meeting, the overseers shall make routine inquiry into all applications for and resignations from the membership. They shall also make an annual review of the membership status of all birthright and associate members. They shall be responsible for preparing answers to the administrative queries for the consideration of the monthly meeting. The overseers should at all times be sensitive to the desires of the monthly meeting. While the yearly meeting and our monthly meetings place special responsibility upon the overseers, this is not intended to relieve other members from the duty and privilege of shepherding the flock. Rather, it should be felt of mutual advantage to all that the overseers give encouragement and prompting as leaders in this respect, 
acknowledging that other members may be even more gifted than they are for certain offices. This may be particularly true concerning the community beyond the meeting itself. Meetings of the Overseers The Overseers appointed in each monthly meeting should meet together regularly for their mutual encouragement and to counsel together on how best to carry out their work in a spirit of love and consecration. They should be prepared as a group to keep the peace, appease want, discourage tail-bearing, also to consider the Christian influence of their own daily lives and to be concerned for the influences likely to arise from the social life of their fellow members. They should have a sense of the community beyond the meeting itself, of how the meeting relates to the community, and what it is doing for it. Any person so desiring, whether a member with us or not, may bring business before the overseers by prior arrangement with one of them. Special Counsel for the Consideration of Overseers The yearly meeting feels that proper oversight not only is essential in our meetings, but that the office of overseer, when rightly fulfilled, can be of great value to the individual. The service is one bringing its own rich rewards, for it cannot properly be undertaken in one's own strength. We would encourage those who are appointed to these positions of trust and influence to cherish an interest in and show affectionate sympathy with our younger members, attempting to find good leadership for them and suggesting ways in which they can be of service to the meeting. Overseers should endeavor early to become personally known to all who attend the meetings, visiting in their homes and showing an affectionate interest in them. Elders and Eldership Function and Qualifications of Elders In every meeting for worship, there is a vital and continuing need for a nucleus of friends who feel exceptional concern for the deeper spiritual life of the meeting. They will also feel a concern for the encouragement and guidance of the vocal ministry. These, however, are but the primary qualifications to be looked for in elders. Ideally, they need, in addition, a considerable insight into character, an alert spiritual discernment, exceptionally good judgment, and a fund of ready tact and open friendliness. All these qualifications should be humbly dedicated to a deeply felt zeal for the spiritual growth of the society and upheld and purified by the power of constant, watchful prayer. Elders should feel a particular duty to give encouragement and oversight to those who appear in the vocal ministry or public prayer. Appointment and Renewal of Elders Whenever possible, the monthly meeting shall appoint at least two friends of each sex, preferably not overseers, to serve as elders in each particular meeting. It shall name a committee of judicious and experienced friends to consider carefully the persons best suited for such special service. When the committee agrees upon nominations, it shall present the names to the monthly meeting, which in turn shall consider them separately and weightily. The nominations shall not be accepted or rejected in the same session in which they are presented. The following month, if the persons named are acceptable, the monthly meeting shall appoint them elders, and so inform the meeting for ministry and oversight. The preparative meeting of ministry and oversight, or the quarterly meeting of ministry and oversight, 
may also nominate elders to the monthly meeting at any time they feel so led. It should be recognized by all that true eldership is a divine gift and function which may occur whether an individual is an official elder or not. The appointments shall be for terms not longer than six years and alternated in such a way that half the number shall be eligible for renewal or change every third year or sooner at the discretion of the monthly meeting. The office of elder being vested in his own monthly meeting for business cannot be conveyed with him to another monthly meeting. An elder who loses fitness for his office should promptly have such care by the preparative and quarterly meetings for ministry and oversight as may be needed before the matter be referred by minute to the monthly meeting. The Ministry of the Gospel As the inward experience of communion with God is central to our life and worship, so are spoken testimonies of invaluable service to the meeting. Such sharing is but the beginning of our duty to the whole of society. This is a distinctive, yet not exclusive, service of gospel ministry. As friends, we are persuaded that true gospel ministry comes not of man, but through him, by direct revelation from Jesus Christ, by the prompting and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Nonetheless, some meetings, entirely silent, give ample evidence of deep spiritual life. The essential qualification for the ministry is the direct preparation by God himself in those individuals who are called to the service. As the gift is divine, so the service should be freely and faithfully discharged without any view of reward from man. The express command of Christ, our head and high priest, was, Freely ye have received, freely give. One evidence that such messages are truly God-given is found in the peace experienced by those who deliver them, which seems to come as a rewarding sense of reassurance for humbly obeying an apparent call. We think we see further proof of divine leading in the fact that the briefest heartfelt expression, voiced by the least experienced speaker, quite often is an inspiration to all who hear it. From the beginning of our society, Friends have held that men and women are equally qualified for vocal ministry, whether in our meetings or elsewhere. Friends also believe that every member should feel some responsibility for the quality of the meeting for worship, and that if all are but faithful and attentive to divine leadings, vocal messages may come through any worshiper. Vocal expression needs watchful, sustained, and tender care under experienced guidance. Friends are thus advised to help each other to this end. This care is the distinctive service of the eldership. Acknowledged Ministers Recognition and Recording of Ministers When a member of the society has frequently and serviceably spoken to the spiritual needs of himself and his fellow worshippers, friends should encourage him in this invaluable form of service. If his gift for ministry continues to grow, the preparative meeting for ministry and oversight should take particular notice thereof. If that meeting, after careful and prayerful consideration of the matter, feels that a true gift for ministry has been bestowed, 
It should inform the quarterly meeting for ministry and oversight. If that body approves, it should encourage the preparative meeting for ministry and oversight to present the matter to the monthly meeting for its consideration. If after due and proper consideration, the monthly meeting likewise feels convinced that such a member ought to be recorded as an acknowledged minister of the gospel, he may be so recorded by the clerk. Procedures for Travel on Religious Concerns When a minister or other concerned friend feels called to religious service beyond his own monthly meeting or to visit in gospel love the families therein, stating, so far as he can foresee, the whole nature of the proposed service. If the monthly meeting feels free to unite with the concern, it shall make a minute to that effect and furnish the minister with a copy thereof. When the service is directed outside the minister's own quarterly meeting, the quarterly meeting should be informed of the concern. If this meeting approves, it should endorse the monthly meeting's minute or issue a minute signed by its own clerks, thereby indicating its approval. In the performance of such visits, in all cases where a minister travels in gospel service, it is recommended that an elder or other suitable friend should, if possible, accompany him. This person may also be furnished with a minute of approval by his own monthly meeting. All such minutes should bear the signatures of the clerks of said meetings. If it should appear that the holding of any appointed meetings might be interfered with by awaiting of the sanction of the quarterly meeting, liberty for such appointment may be granted under the united sense of the elders and overseers of the monthly meeting and or those of the meeting where the visit is being made. The yearly meeting earnestly desires that, in laying a concern before his monthly meeting, a minister shall take the greatest care to avoid any misunderstanding as to the nature and scope of his concern. After the accomplishment of such services, the meetings which have granted minutes or certificates should be promptly notified and their documents returned to them without delay. Friends, returning minutes are encouraged to report on their visits as fully as they feel easy to do for the information and encouragement of the meetings which have supported them in their concerns. Any meeting which grants minutes for travel should take care that the service is not hindered for lack of sufficient funds. The meeting issuing a minute shall appoint a committee to render any needed assistance to friends during their religious service. These recommendations are not intended to restrict friendly visitations nor to hamper ministers, elders, or other well-concerned friends, but to enable meetings to participate in and foster all calls to religious service in gospel love. A minute of introduction and greeting may be granted to a member who anticipates visiting other friends during travel. Granting such a minute should be handled in a manner similar to that of a traveling minute. The Meeting for Ministry and Oversight The chief responsibility of the Meeting for Ministry and Oversight is to foster the spiritual life of the meeting. The members should seek together for sensitivity and discernment that will enable them to encourage or caution as needed those who appear in vocal ministry and to draw forth those who may be neglecting their gifts. The members of this group should always be open to new leadings and willing to take action in any new direction which may stimulate the spiritual life and development of our members. 
They should also feel a deep concern to promote the reading of literature, both ancient and modern, which will strengthen and deepen their spiritual life. The yearly meeting feels an especial concern that our young members may find real truth in science, in religion, and in every department of life. The meeting for ministry and oversight is composed of the recorded ministers, the elders, and the overseers. They are grouped into preparative, quarterly, and yearly meeting bodies on the basis of the territories from which they come and which they are to serve. The ministers, elders, and overseers of each monthly meeting will meet together in a preparative meeting for ministry and oversight. It is required that they meet at least once in three months and oftener as the opportunity to serve may appear. Each of these meetings shall appoint one of its members to serve as clerk. Members of Ministry and Oversight should have the care of any appointed meetings in their monthly meeting area and should be responsible for the proper and regular reading allowed of the advices. A meeting for Ministry and Oversight shall not interfere with the affairs of any meeting for business, but it may present any subject which it feels should be considered therein. The queries and advices addressed to this body are to be regularly read and considered. Representatives from the preparative meeting should be appointed to attend the quarterly meeting, and also members should be named as yearly meeting representatives from the quarterly meeting. Queries for the Meetings for Ministry and Oversight The following four queries are recommended to be read aloud in each of the preparative meetings. They are to be soberly considered and suitable answered prepared to be sent to the quarterly meeting. The clerk of the quarterly meeting is to prepare summaries of these answers for its records and the summaries prepared in the quarterly meeting for ministry and oversight just preceding the yearly meeting shall be forwarded to the yearly meeting for ministry and oversight. 1. MNO queries concerning the personal spiritual conditions of MNO members. Query 1A. Over the past year, what spiritual joys and challenges have we had personally? What is each of us doing to deepen our spiritual lives as friends? Who and what have helped us grow in personal obedience to divine promptings? 2. Concerning the functioning of the meeting for MO. 2a. What were the primary joys and challenges experienced by our meeting for MO last year? 2b. What evidence do we see that our recorded ministers elders, and overseers are faithful to their respective callings. Have all MNO members regularly attended meetings for worship and business? What have we done to support MNO members in the use of our gifts for God's work? 2C. Have we sensed a developing spiritual gift in any of our monthly meetings members? What have we done to encourage those gifts what more are we called to do, individually and as MNO collectively? 3. Concerning our monthly meetings and their members. 3a. In the last year, how have we kept friends' beliefs and the reasons for our practices clearly before our members? What evidence do we see of growing spiritual life among our members, including our youth? 3b. 
What visits have we each paid in the past year to friends active in our meetings? To friends who are sick, shut-ins, or residents of retirement homes? How do we make ourselves available to members, attenders, and young people who wish to talk with us? How do we protect the confidentiality of private discussions? 3C. How have we offered spiritual and practical support to new members and encouraged their acceptance into the fabric of the meeting? What have we done in the past year for members who do not regularly attend our meetings? What responses have we had? 4. Concerning spiritual outreach beyond our meetings. 4a. What have we done to encourage people outside our membership to know that God loves them and to join us in worship? How do we incorporate spiritual witness when we are offering temporal help? 4b. In what ways have we followed up with inquiries about and visitors to our meetings? What more would God have us do in outreach? Advices for the Meetings for Ministry and Oversight It is also desired that the following advices be read and pondered in each of our meetings for ministry and oversight at least once during the year. While the purpose of each advice is primarily intended as a personal and private reminder for each individual, occasionally a way may open for some helpful comments in a spirit of brotherly love. MNO Advice Number 1 Let all ministers abide in a simple and patient submission to the will of God for that divine ability by which alone they may faithfully and effectively preach the word. Remember that all acceptable worship and gospel ministry is performed under the immediate teaching and influence of the Holy Spirit. MNO Advice Number 2 Let all, in their spoken testimonies, be cautious of using unnecessary preambles and of asserting too positively a divine impulse, the baptizing power of truth accompanying their words being the true evidence. MNO Advice Number 3 Let all read the Holy Scriptures frequently and be careful to seek for divine guidance in interpreting their meaning. MNO Advice Number 4 Since all friends are bound to feel weightily concerned over many controversial issues of the day, our ministers are reminded to be careful how they enter upon such disputed points when giving testimony. Let us remember that true courage dwelleth closer to gentleness than to denunciation, and that judgment belongs to the Lord. Let there be constant self-restraint from any tendency either to give cause for or to be drawn into disputation of any kind during our meetings for worship. MNO Advice number 5 Let all be cautious of interrupting the solemnity of the meeting by too frequent speaking or by unnecessary additions toward the conclusion of their addresses. MNO Advice number 6 Be mindful of the importance of ministry and oversight members expressing the love we have for each other. May we work together for mutual support, encouragement, and discernment. Let each of us continue to search the scriptures, open our hearts to early friends' writings, and pray fervently for each other. Seventh and last MNO advice. Dear friends, let all dwell in that spirit which alone can give ability to those who labor in the Church of Christ.
This concludes the reading on ministry and oversight. Next time, we'll start with the section on marriage. This podcast is a production of Omaha Yearly Meeting. This episode was a reading of Ohio Yearly Meeting's Book of Discipline. It was read by Chip Thomas and the audio edited by the same. We welcome feedback on this or any of our podcast episodes. Contact us through our website, ohioyearlymeeting.org, or email us at oimconservative at gmail.com.